Yes, absolutely. And the way I explain it to people, thyroid autoimmunity, what is happening is the immune system is actually attacking the thyroid and it's just, and it's causing some destruction. So when the thyroid is damaged, it's not able to produce the thyroid hormone that the body needs. And because I had undiagnosed Hashimoto's for so long and that autoimmune response was happening for so long, my thyroid was severely damaged. And that's why still, even with all these lifestyle changes I've made and all the healing progress I've made, my thyroid still isn't able to produce adequate thyroid hormone for my body. So I hope that makes sense for people um, and why medication is really important for me. No, I think it doesn't in this sort of situation. I think it's a really powerful conversation to be had because there is no shame around taking medications while still trying to change your overall lifestyle. Welcome to the Critical Conversations podcast. My name is Brianna Reesing, and I'm a critical care nurse with a true passion for preventative health. I've seen firsthand the impact that poor diet and lifestyle choices can have on us long term. So with each episode, we'll dive deeper into the realities of our healthcare system, what preventative health truly entails, and what you can do about it. Hey guys, it's Brie. Welcome back. I am so excited about this episode because I have a brand new guest and I cannot wait for you to meet her. Her name is Carly Johnson Brawner. She's a great friend of mine and also an incredible resource when it comes to all things thyroid and hypothyroid and Hashimoto's and a lot of things that you guys actually ask me about that I'm just not the best of resources for. So Carly's going to join this conversation and this podcast, and hopefully this won't be the only time she'll be here. Scheduling is always part of the issue, but I would love to have her back and return for more. So don't hesitate to reach out after this episode and let me know if you have any other questions for Carly, and we'll be sure to circle back around and make sure all of your questions get answered eventually with future episodes. So Carly's on the other line. I want her to say hi. How are you doing? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Bree. <laughs> I'm super excited to be here and just talk all things thyroid and natural health with you. It has been a long time coming. I've been trying to get scheduling to line up with Carly for what seems like a year almost at this point. <laughs> I, I don't know. think it's, it's like been that long. <laughs> we've had like phone conversations. We've seen each other in person, but we just haven't gotten this yeah, together. It just doesn't always line up. So I'm so glad we can make this work. And Carly has so many exciting new things happening in her own life, in her own business, and a lot of different resources she's going to be able to offer you. And we can go over all that at the end of the episode. So be sure to stay tuned so you know where to find her and what she can do do to help you from there. So I just want to get to know you a little bit better, Carly. I know I already know your story pretty well, but if you can just help the community kind of get to know you a little better, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your health story, what what you learned from it and where you are now in kind of a brief (laughs) synopsis if you can, and then we'll kind of go from there. Awesome. I will keep it as brief as possible (laughs) because I could probably go on for two hours about it, but Um, Hi, everyone. Again, my name is Carly Johnson Bronner. I'm a health coach, a holistic health advocate, and I write and blog about holistic living, health, and Hashimoto's. I live in Austin, Texas with my husband, and life is really good, but it hasn't always been this way. Um, I am in the health space now because uh, over five years ago, I really struggled 
to be diagnosed with Hashimoto's and to overcome Hashimoto's. And it is what brought me in. It's what brought me my career now. It's why I'm so passionate about real food and non-toxic living and mindset around health um, and our everyday actions. Um, growing up, I was just a very average American kid eating a very standard American diet. And that worked really well for me until it didn't. So like (laughs) I said before, about uh, over five years ago, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And I really believe that my lack of awareness around health and what I was eating and my connection to my body um, was part of the reason that I have an autoimmune disease. And so today I talk about all those things with clients who also have autoimmune diseases and people who don't to encourage them and inspire them to live a healthy life. That is a great brief. (laughs) You summarized that so well. Yeah, I tried to. I mean, we could go on and on about different triggers and um, different parts of my story, but for everyone out there who just wants a brief synopsis, that's my Hashimoto <laughs> that's story. That's the nutshell. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I think you touched on it pretty well, and I think that's kind of how we all end up in this space at some point because it's personal, and we don't get to this level in depth of caring and understanding of what it really truly means to change your lifestyle and change your daily habits and change the food you're eating until you see what that can do for you. I think going through that as we all have pretty much anyone I've had on this podcast we all have our own personal story and it just makes our insight and information and knowledge we're sharing behind it that much more powerful because it is personal and I love that you loop that in that I mean for the most part I grew up on the standard American traditional way of doing things as well and into my early 20s everything was great in my life. I thought everything was great until slowly those symptoms started to appear one by one until it became a much bigger issue. And in hindsight, I can now see all those small symptoms developing over years that I didn't notice until it was all just one big fireball, like burning to be no burning to be noticed and burning to be addressed and for me to do something about it. So I would love to hear just a little bit more about what symptoms you were actually having and what were the triggers that caused you to kind of seek out for the first time in your life help and maybe for the first time getting diagnostic testing and looking for deeper answers on that level. Yeah. And it was quite a journey for me. I hadn't spent much time in a doctor's office. I wasn't very literate um, in terms of testing. I didn't even really understand what being an empowered patient was and the value of that. So I was an average 25-year-old. I had a great job in LA. I loved to go out to dinner with my friends and party sometimes. And I was at the beach and um, had a really good life. But a few symptoms started creeping in. Um, They were itchy skin. I had trouble swallowing and my fatigue got worse and worse over time. So those were really my worst symptoms. And the itchy skin went to the dermatologist. I was like, Hey, something's going on here. My skin is so dry and so itchy. Um, what, what can you do for me? And of course they wanted to give me steroids and, and different. And- <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And then I had Everything trouble swallowing. Topical. All the topical, yes, everything topical, which didn't really work. Um, And then my next symptom was trouble swallowing, which is a very common Hashimoto symptom. Just the constant feeling that there's something in the back of my throat and I could never like fully swallow. So I went to an ENT and they tried to give me proton pump inhibitors and um, 
they were trying to fix that symptom. And then my fatigue just got worse and worse. I started needing to work from home more. I started needing to work from my bed when I was working from home. I wasn't working out as much as I had been. I didn't want to do the things I normally did with my friends. I remember one time my boyfriend, now husband was like, Hey, do you want to go just to the grocery store and pick up dinner? And I didn't even feel like I could get out of bed. So I was tired I and mean, it that's wasn't rock bottom. You were in your mid twenties. That's rock yes. bottom. If you can't yes. get out of bed and you're, you're supposed to be living your life. It should be your healthiest, happiest stage. Totally. And there were days that were fine and there were days that were really hard. Um, and so I just went to the doctor and I said, I don't feel well, but my tests were coming back normal. And it got to a point where I was scared. I was actually scared that something was wrong with me. And yeah. I did a little bit of research based on my symptoms. And I said, I need to test. I need you to test me for X, Y, and Z. And I'm not going to leave until you do. And Good for you. Yeah, I, I had to. Um, and I'd never done anything like that before, but it was at the point where I was like, what is going on? Is this serious? So when those tests came back, one thing that was out of range was my thyroid. And so my doctor sent me to an endocrinologist for further testing. And I learned that I had hypothyroidism. Um, at that point, my TSH, was, which is a really common Hashimoto's and uh, thyroid test, was... 165 and it's usually supposed to be, be it's usually supposed to be between 1 and 5. Oh so it gosh. was off the charts. And I got on got on some thyroid medication and followed up in a little followed up a few months later my results had come down my test results had come down a little bit but I still wasn't feeling great. Um, and so that is really how I knew something was wrong, some of my symptoms and where that was my journey upon getting diagnosed. Yeah, and that was all through just traditional healthcare system. You went to your primary doctor who was able to, after you pushed them to do a little deeper testing, they were the ones that did the the thyroid panel for you. And just to backtrack on that story, because I know personally when I was in your same boat and I was begging the doctor to run additional tests, I got quite a bit of pushback. And for me, that was one of the most frustrating parts of my journey through the healthcare system for the first time in my life as a patient because mm -hmm. as a nurse I I've seen both sides of it I've seen patients ask for things and doctors roll their eyes and they walk out and as the nurse I can I can usually advocate explain a little clearer of why that patient's asking for that and get the doctor to do it but as the patient it was really interesting to be in that position and get pushback from that doctor when you are asking for answers for your own health and they don't really think those tests are necessary. Did you experience that same situation? You know, I'm lucky in that I didn't, but it's hard as someone, like I said, I was not medical literate. I didn't really know what to ask for. I was kind of guessing, like, I get, I think I need to be tested for this, yeah. this, and this. Um, but luckily, but had you not asked for it, it mm -hmm. doesn't sound like they were going down that road until you no. actually brought it to their attention. Yes. I definitely advocated for certain yeah. tests and I wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been run if I wouldn't have advocated for yeah. them. And I know that is the case along with getting pushback that so many people with Hashimoto's and other types of chronic illness experience. 
Um, and that's really hard when you are taught to trust your doctor. And when we grow up believing that whatever your doctor says is what you need to do and it's the end all be all. Um, but that isn't the case all the time. Yeah. When you're still, you know, something's off and the answers haven't been found yet. That's why we like to have these conversations just to encourage you to think a little broader, think a little deeper. And obviously if you walk in there with a laundry list of a hundred different blood work panels, you want them to run. They're not going to run all of them. You need to really have a reason why you want that one specific test and move forward from there. And so it sounds like in this situation, asking about your thyroid and going in that direction ended up being the right answer for you. And you were lucky to kind of find your next steps from there. So I I interrupted, but from, <laughs> from finding that your TSH, your thyroid stimulating hormone level was extremely high to then working with a specialist, which is also another fallout of the system that you go from one doctor to the next to keep <laughs> keep looking into the problem. Um, from the endocrinologist that you were working with, were they able to help you stabilize things or did you have to keep looking for additional health? Yes. So here is where my story turns. I was working with my endocrinologist. They had given me medication and I already stated that my numbers did come down a little bit. Um, but they weren't optimal and my symptoms didn't go away. In so, how, in what type, type of a time frame? That was like three to four months where okay. I was like, all right, I'm going to take this medicine. I'm going to see what it, what can, what it can do. This is what my doctor told me to do. She said, there's really nothing else I can do. So I'm going to take this medication and hope for the best. And I did that. I still felt awful and things weren't progressing. So I started digging around online and I found a few websites where women with Hashimoto's had written about their story and they had proposed questions that people should ask their doctor um, to advocate for a more holistic approach to healing. And I think one was, is there anything I can eat or do outside of medication that will improve my state or can improve my autoimmunity? And I thought, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to ask my doctor. And in this blog post, the woman had said, If your doctor says that changing your diet and changing your lifestyle will not help you, you need to find a different doctor. And I didn't know anything about this at the time. I just thought this makes sense. It's not just medication. My body isn't lacking um, just medication. There's a reason behind this. And so I went to my doctor and I literally asked her the question from the paper. I said, is there anything I can eat or do to change my state? And she looked at me and she said, there's nothing I can, there's nothing you can do. The only thing I can do for you is to up your medication if this isn't working for you. Wow. And I never saw her again. I never went back. Good for you. I yeah. had a very similar experience with my doctors as well because I knew there was a deeper cause to the problem. I knew it wasn't a deficiency in steroids and other medications. Like you made the absolute right move. Yeah. And at the time I didn't know I did. I was just trusting my gut. I didn't know where I was going to go from there. I didn't know what the dietary changes were, or the lifestyle changes were that can improve auto that are the that improve autoimmunity. Um, This is all such a completely new world to me, but this blog was so informative and so life-giving to me that I decided to dig in a little bit more. And I followed their instructions about finding a doctor that treats the Hashimoto's with a root cause approach. So I started looking online, I'm digging around, and I found a doctor in LA who had all this information about Hashimoto's and I started working with him. 
And one thing I should note is that my endocrinologist actually never told me I had Hashimoto's. My endocrinologist told me I had hypothyroidism. So I showed up to this holistic doctor and he goes, what's wrong? Tell me about what's going on with your health. And I said, well, I have hypothyroidism. I don't have Hashimoto's. And he said, let me see your lab work. And he's like, you absolutely have Hashimoto's. I don't know how your doctor didn't tell you this, but your antibodies are right here and they indicate that you have an autoimmune thyroid disease, Um, which was really interesting and eye-opening that the best doctors in LA, the best endocrinologists didn't even mention that I had an autoimmune component to thyroid disease. And I mean, to to their defense, sometimes they don't fully understand that aspect of it either. And sometimes their lab values that they're taught are different from what the functional, integrative, natural medicine doctors use because I think the, what's the right word, the range that the more holistic approach doctors use are much tighter because they know that they can address a problem quicker and more efficiently if they address it at a certain level versus waiting for it to get to a certain point where I feel like the Western medical system tends to allow it to get to a much larger range where it's much more out of control and then much harder to kind of go backwards and reverse. And I totally agree with that. And I don't ever blame conventional medicine for anything. I know that they're taught um, a certain way and they're following through with that education um, to just add another component to this. Um, Conventional medicine treats hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's the exact same way. So it's not, they don't really need to even test for Hashimoto's or even tell a patient they have Hashimoto's because regardless of if it is hypothyroidism or the autoimmune disease Hashimoto's, their treatment is going to be the exact same. And I didn't. Exactly. Um, And I didn't realize that you should treat them differently until I started seeing this doctor who wanted to look at why my immune system was dysfunctioning, not Lifestyle, necessarily. Food, exactly. Stress. <laughs> All of that, that good main, stuff. The main pillars. <laughs> yeah, but this, this phenomena is really close to my heart because 90% of Hashimoto's, I'm sorry, 90% of hypothyroidism is caused by Hashimoto's, but there are thousands of women who are never told that they have Hashimoto's. They're only told they have hypothyroidism. And that is a big problem in my eyes. It's a huge problem. I mean, when Laura and I first launched this podcast last year, I think it was either episode two or episode three that we spent an entire episode just talking about we're not doing this podcast to tell you to mistrust the Western medical system or not to go to your doctor. We're actually encouraging you to go to your doctor. And we got hundreds of messages from people saying, I've, I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm in my mid-20s, I've never even thought about booking a physical. And I just booked my first one with my doctor for the first time in my life, and I'm really excited to see what information I get. And that was really cool, and that was really empowering. And the sad side to that is a lot of people did come back with abnormalities in their labs that they weren't expecting. And it's one of those things where a lot of people are afraid to go to the doctor because they're afraid of what information they might be told. But then again, if you the longer you wait, the harder it is to reverse it through di- diet and lifestyle and all of that. But the most common one, and that's why I'm so happy you're on this podcast with me finally, is the most common question and the most common 
problem people were coming back with was saying, my thyroid's abnormal or Mm -hmm. my levels were this, what do I do? And I've actually referred most of those people to you that you're kind of the the resource and the person that I know is like a first person to kind of go to and start listening to. But I just thought it was so interesting that it's very common, even in the younger population, that this is developing and you through your story have discovered that it's more than just medication that medication is part of it because Mm -hmm. it is now an abnormality in your body you have to bring balance to but you've also found power in the lifestyle changes you've made and i would love to dive into that a little bit what what lifestyle changes have been the most effective and most beneficial for you yeah so i'll start off just talking about the five biggest things i did that helped me heal my thyroid and helped me put my Hashimoto's into remission. And then we can talk about some of the smaller changes as well. But I think that'd be powerful. Yeah. The first thing I did to help to contribute to my thyroid healing was uh, switching from conventional medicine to using a doctor who believes in root the root cause approach to whole body healing um, because I needed that perspective. I needed to learn it. And I believe that is one of the only ways to truly heal um, and halt autoimmunity is with a root cause approach. So that was the first thing. The second thing I did was I changed my diet. Uh, I went from eating a very standard American diet where I ate out all the time. I rarely ever cooked for myself. I didn't know how to cook. Um, when I did eat at home, it was like frozen, frozen Trader Joe's food. Um, so I really had to change the way I ate and what I was, what was on my plate. Um, that was the biggest thing I did. And I had to transition to a gluten-free diet, which took me longer than I like to admit. It took me about (laughs) two years to really fully go gluten-free. And when I did that, I noticed such a huge change in my health. Yeah, it was hard for me. You know, I was like 80% gluten-free for a really long time, but I would still like have a bite off my husband's plate or I would still- In just social situations, you don't want to turn it down or- Exactly. Or, you know, it was a treat. I once, once every- month or so I'd have like a pastry at my favorite bakery. Um, but that wasn't serving me and it doesn't serve most people with Hashimoto's because you don't have a, like an acute reaction. Like where if I eat it, I get stomach cramps and a rash within 30 minutes where if you eat it, you don't really feel the effects for days later when the fatigue kicks in. Correct. So personally for me, I will feel it same day, but it's not always, um, digestive issues. It's more lethargy and mood issues for me where I feel like I need to lay down and take a three hour nap and was just zapped, um, of my energy. So that is what happens to me when I have gluten, but because of molecular mimicry, which means there's proteins in gluten that resemble proteins in the thyroid, um, people with thyroid issues it's often best for them to eat a gluten-free diet. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I don't have thyroid issues, so I haven't looked deep into it, but that that can be a powerful piece of information that somebody who's still struggling with balancing everything could try. Definitely. And I think a lot of people don't know that, that it's, you shouldn't just eat gluten because gluten isn't good for you. There is a real reason that thyroid patients should be gluten-free. 
Um, and then moving on to a few other things The one thing I needed to do was heal my gut. When I started working with this doctor, I found out I had candida, leaky gut and parasites, and they were all contributing to bodily imbalance that was leading to autoimmune disease. When you I think 99% of people with autoimmunity have leaky gut because it causes inflammation and inflammation is the root cause of disease. Um, so I needed to do a lot of work on my gut and I did. It took a long time to heal, um, get rid of candida, eradicate parasites, but that was a really big step for me. And to eradicate those things, that was a specific protocol from the doctor you were working with. You weren't just willy-nilly doing things from the internet. You were actually following a protocol and getting tested to confirm that you were going in the right direction. Yes, test, don't guess, because the <laughs> amount of candida you have and the type of parasites you have will indicate the protocol that you need. They're specific. Um, so absolutely, I was working with a provider who was really guiding me through that and prescribing protocols. <laughs> I just like to clarify um, that sometimes. And then- <laughs> Yes. I think it's great that you do clarify it because there's a lot of weird cleanses on the internet these days. (laughs) Um, The next thing I did was find the right medication for me. So oftentimes when a thyroid or Hashimoto's patient goes to the doctor, they're going to be prescribed levothyroxine or Synthroid. And those are the two most popular conventional medicines. They're T4 only medication. So T4 and T3 are two types of thyroid hormones. T4 is inactive and T3 is active. And T4 converts to T3 and then T3 is used by the body. However, if your body has a hard time converting T4 to T3, um, then a T4 medication isn't going to be serving you extremely well. And either a mixed T4, T3 medication or all T3 medication might be a better option. Um, and oftentimes is a better option for, uh, Hashimoto's patients. So I switched from a T4 medication to a T4 and T3 medication. And I saw a huge, I saw a huge benefit in my energy from that. And how long did it take for that to kick in when you shifted? Oh my gosh, like a week. Oh wow, so it was fast. Yes, definitely. Um, so I always say optimize your medication. It doesn't talk to your doctor about different options and look at your tests. Your tests will indicate to you which type of medicine you should be on. And then when you try the medication, listen to your body, look at your symptoms, and you'll know if it feels right, if you need a little bit more, if you need less, or if that medication doesn't work for you. So there was a little bit of trial and error here. And always, always, always work with your doctor because this is very serious. Thyroid medication is no joke at all. So I worked very closely with my doctor to optimize my dose and type of medication. Um, and we go over this in the thyroid, the Hashimoto's course that I just created. Um, and I'm so excited (laughs) about, but It sounds Um, like it's incredible content and the feedback that you share from the people that have been joining your course, it just, it sounds incredible and it sounds like it's been life-changing for everyone that's absorbing the information you've been sharing. Yes, it has been so cool. And the reason I mentioned the course right here is because 
almost no one um, in the course knew that they could change and optimize their medication and that they should look at their test results and that their test results could indicate to them that a different medication might be more beneficial. Yeah. So that was that was why I threw that in there. Um, no, the I think last- it's so appropriate. And I think it's also really cool and really powerful that you, as the kind of holistic living wellness blogger that you are and how much you love to preach like clean food and you love to talk about the autoimmune paleo protocol and different ways of cleaning up your lifestyle and routine and talking about mold in your home and cleaning products that are less toxic like you've approached your life from all aspects but yet you're not ashamed nor are you like afraid to talk about the fact that you're still actually taking prescription medications and that your body is actually relying on it for that overall balance so I think all aspects of it I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I always tell people I'm crunchy and I still take my Mm -hmm. thyroid medication. (laughs) And like you said, my body really does depend on it. Thyroid hormone is used by every single cell in the body. So our brains are using thyroid hormone, our our metabolism, our livers. I mean, you name everything needs thyroid hormone. And if you don't have enough, your bodily systems slow down. It's why your brain stops working properly. It's why your metabolism stops working properly. Um, you don't sweat as much. Like literally every system will uh, slow down. It's like you're walking in molasses. And what thyroid hormone uh, replacement medication does is it gives your body the thyroid hormone that, that, that your thyroid isn't able to make and your body doesn't have access to. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think... Above all else, there's a multitude of preventable lifestyle chronic diseases and issues out there that are not actually deficiencies in any one thing. They're just chronic. They're a complication of chronic bad habits that have been happening long term and overall inflammation and things that need to be reversed, whereas hypothyroidism by definition is low thyroid and is truly a deficiency in thyroid hormone. And although all the lifestyle changes you've made and can make can help bring that back in balance and help slow that issue down, it doesn't, it doesn't delete the fact that you still are low in thyroid hormone and need to actually replenish it and replace it with something. And that's where the benefit of Western medicine and prescription medication comes into play. Yes, absolutely. And the way I explain it to people, thyroid autoimmunity, what is happening is the immune system is actually attacking the thyroid and it's just, and it's causing some destruction. So when the thyroid is damaged, it's not able to produce the thyroid hormone that the body needs. And because I had undiagnosed Hashimoto's for so long and that autoimmune response was happening for so long, my thyroid was severely damaged. And that's why still, even with all these lifestyle changes I've made and all the healing progress I've made, my thyroid still isn't able to produce adequate thyroid hormone for my body. So I hope that makes sense for people um, and why medication is really important for me. No, I think it doesn't in this sort of situation. I think it's a really powerful conversation to be had because there is no shame around taking medications while still trying to change your overall lifestyle. I think I interrupted you. I think you were going to talk about one more change when you were moving forward. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's two more and I'll be brief. um, One was getting off hormonal birth control. 
that was a really yeah. big one. That's and it, that was connected to gut health and hormone health. Um, and I believe my long-term use of hormonal birth control, the pill and IUD, definitely contributed contributed to my poor gut health. Um, I can and second gut that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know so many women here. can. So many women can. Yeah. It blows my mind. Um, and then lastly, to really heal and to really get my life back, I had to change my mindset. I had to own my state and know that no one was going to do this healing for me. I had to do it myself. No one was going to cook my meals for me. I had to be the one to step up to do it. I had to take care of myself, even when it was hard, even when I didn't want to. My health is my responsibility. And that was really hard for me and it took a while. But once I really owned my state and my body and um, even just my my Hashimoto's, I had a really big turnaround and it was a game changer. I think I'm just going to steal that quote as the future motto for this show. My health is my responsibility. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. That's everything we're doing here. And a lot of times I feel like people don't understand that until they're forced to. And I know that was the case for me. Yeah, 100%. I think sadly, that's truly how it goes. It doesn't really seem to matter to anyone until it becomes personal. Yeah. And I wish I knew how to change that, but I still haven't figured it out. (laughs) Well, we're working on it by expanding the conversation. And that's why we show up here. And that's why I'm so glad you could finally join me. And I would absolutely love to have you back soon sooner than later so we can kind of dive into more of what you are doing now and what you're teaching and I know you really like to talk about your five pillars and different things like that so I think there's still so much more we could talk about but in the meantime where can people find you what resources can you offer them and how can they stay in touch Well, they can find me at frolicandflow.me. That's my website. I have so many thyroid resources, including seven things every Hashimoto's patient needs to know to heal. I have a great blog post that people have been loving, um, all about questions you need to ask your doctor. And I'm also on Instagram, frolicandflow. So (laughs) you can find me there. Resource-wise, I just mentioned a few things on my website, but I also have an awesome course. It's called the Healing Hashimoto's course that I built with my friend, who Tracy, who's a registered dietitian. And we just had our first group of Hashimoto's women go through and we got to help empower these incredible Hashimoto's patients, um, to work better with their doctors, to understand their disease and to really build a blueprint for healing. It was really cool. And we're looking forward to launching that again in August. That's so awesome. I'm so excited for you. You are doing incredible things and I'm lucky to call you a friend. (laughs) Yes. And I'm so happy to be on the show. I would love to come back and hopefully I'll get to see you this summer in Southern California. I would love that. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. Thank you so much. That was another episode, Critical Conversations. You can always reach out to me on Instagram at Critical Conversations and give me any questions or feedback you have for future episodes. Like I said, I really want to bring Carly back. So the more questions you give me, the more I can her with. Um, and last but not least, leave us a rating and review if you haven't already. I love reading them and it's the one thing that truly helps us grow in this community. We will be back next week and we are so happy you're here with us. Thanks. <laughs>